Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Green and I'm joined by a man who's unintentionally just made sure my daughter has nailed an A-plus for her wild animal speech on Monday. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads out there in their millions right around the world, Greeno. It's a fantastic week in Australia. A lot of things have been happening down here, of course, Greeno, as you know. A lot of people have been partying. It sounds like you're, something's going on over there, though. <laughs> Party? Oh, okay, no, a lot of noise happening on back there. It just sounded like you were dropped into Vietnam for a second there. I thought I really no, that's uh, that must be. There's nothing happening around here. So oh, okay. that might be me typing, mate, touching on the computer, perhaps. Mm. It's uh, yeah, not not much happening there. Okay, yeah, no. So a big week, Greeno. So how have you? How have you gone this week? Have you? How have you adjusted to life uh, again, Greeno? How's things going? Yeah, life is fine. Uh, mm. New government, uh, new mm. leadership, and mm. look, the, the the good thing is uh, no trips to Hawaii yet. Mm. Uh, but but there was a quick trip overseas for for a, the quad getting, quad summit. Let him get a month yeah. in. Yeah, he did. He he actually <clears throat> he had to get rushed to get sworn in so he could quickly get a flight to a junket in Japan to talk about the mm. fucking climate or something greener. And Correct. You know, he's got the job for like 24 hours at that point. He's already on a plane. It's like, all right, got to go represent the country. It's like, well, hang on. Shouldn't you know, you know, meet the meet the people that work in the kitchen. No, 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 mate. No, no, no. Forget that. You've got to cut out a bit of man. you got to go. But what happened to, to what happened to, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a boy raised by a single mum in a, you know, council house. And well, first chance he gets, like he's on the jet. Too, <laughs> Let's not be stupid here. Let's fucking be serious. Uh, <laughs> You are kind of quick story time. That just reminded me of a story time before I forget. Yeah, I like stories about pinatas. I don't know whether I talked about it on the show last week. I probably didn't because it's unprofessional to talk about my workplace in this way. Uh, maybe I talked about it off air. But anyway, I'll talk about it now because okay. I don't mind being unprofessional. So uh, we, we've had obviously very, uh, very strong restrictions when it came to going in the office mm. uh, for the better of the last two and a bit years. Yep. And But recently, though, obviously, you know, Elections coming up, got to relax the rules, which means the officer like, hey, once again, let's think about this. We're we're let's pissing all... away a lot of money on real estate space here. Let's herd you all into a let's herd you all into a big room and breathe the same recycled air through the air conditioning system all day. Let's do that immediately. Hundred percent, right? So, <laughs> but what it, what it has also impacted is upper management hmm. interstate free perk travel. What would historically happen is, you know, the upper management, well above my level, mm. would be like fortnightly because mm. it's very important apparently to be, in, yeah. to be over in another state to make sure, you know, you can spend eight minutes with your people mm. when you're not out on a smoke break. Yeah. So, And I mean, to, Greeno, you, you would know that you can get so much more done in a moderately priced hotel room than you can, you know, in your own office or at your own home. In your own home. Correct. Spot on. Yeah, exactly. And like rocking up late because of flight delays, et cetera, et cetera. I told a story years ago where I literally got up at uh, 3 a.m., sorry, (laughs) and arrived in the state I was meant to arrive at at 8 a.m. at 4 p.m. after my ship was over. (laughs) Missed the whole day. day. I missed the whole day because I was stuck. I got shipped from Sydney to Adelaide to get to Melbourne. It was a fucking, it was a big day. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so now... uh, as soon as the restrictions are a bit loosened, it was like, well, we got to get down there, right? Yep. Now, the thing is, no one is in the office. Uh, but that's not going to persuade the travel 
from upper management to still get their free meals, their free hotels, their travel allowance <laughs> to still come after sitting. Right. So what happened visit, is, visit people in the office correct, who aren't there. Got to visit people in the office even though no one's in the office. Yeah. So what that, what happened is they pre-planned this. They said, look, we're coming up from Melbourne. Yeah. We would lo- we're going to do a morning tea, right? Oh, we're going to do a morning tea. Oh, no. We'd love for people to come into the office. We'd love you to come in. You and come up with ages since we've seen everyone. Yeah. It'd be good for like socialising and like building rapport. It's important. Now, first and foremost, <laughs> is it though? Like, you know. it really so first and foremost, they they lugged a whole bunch of people in. People felt the responsibility. Like, if the manager's going to be there, we better rock up. Yeah. Now, what happened is the next day there was a meeting with the managers. Uh, that I was a part of, hmm. not in person, but virtually. And they said, uh, look, it was really great that everyone came in. Not a lot of work got done <laughs> because we hadn't seen each other in a while. So let's point this out. So, so but then had- what if, what, if, what happens then though, Green, if they say, well, that's bound to happen the first couple of times, but once yeah. you get used to it, you know, just keep coming in every week and then you'll get yes, used so. to it. And then, you know, you'll get more work done. What would you say? To you that? Won't. So, <laughs> So they've acknowledged going, hound, we just spent a whole shit ton of money mm-hmm. to fly these managers up, stay in nice hotels, get free meals. <laughs> we spent money on on a morning tea. Yeah. For people can we to can we take a pause, Greeno? Like stories Greeno, about pinatas. I do have to interrupt. Can we take a pause for a moment? Let's discuss the morning tea now. When you get the interstate visitors, the kind of spread you put on speaks volumes about, you know, your office and what you think of them as well. You know, like what level of expert coming in were they? Did they get, say, you know, crackers and fucking cheese? Or no, did they get like no full catered pastries? Mate. You know, we're talking, we're talking Danishes, we're Danishes, talking nice Gary, the, the nice prosciuttos Gary. now, we're talking the pâtés, we're yeah. talking, we're not talking French onion dipping jats. Let's mm. say that mm. uh, I wasn't there because I'm not fucking rocking up. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> no, no I'll, I'll stay at home and work. You know, I'll yeah. get some work done today yeah. and earn my paycheck. <laughs> you guys enjoy your morning tea mm. and your fucking shit chat. Um, you, you, you enjoy your frolicking around in the office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good time. So the next day, yeah, rock up. Uh, they say, look, not a lot of work got done, but, you know, it, like it, it was good to see everyone. Yeah. So basically what's happened <laughs> it's is a social spent, event now. <laughs> we spent a whole bunch of money to fly people up. They've eaten their big fat meals. <laughs> they then encouraged people to come into the office to do no work, which meant they then spent money on people to get paid to do no work for the day. Yeah. Don't forget and the pastry bill, Greeno. Someone had to pay for the fucking bakery treats as well. No, true. And the bakery, let's not forget the bakery treats. We've got those as well. <laughs> That's so, right. Probably a couple of hundred bucks in jam donuts right there, my friend. Hold on. So we're like, look, hey, let's call this a successful event, right? Because <laughs> fucking the is happy. We're going to call it. We're going to tick the box. We're going to fucking successful event. Yes. Excellent. We've got a people bunch of people in the office to cover the rent we paid. That's wasted money because we don't really need to be in the office because we can do our jobs from home. Mm-hmm. And fucking we got to do our free perks and accommodation and meals. Excellent. Mm-hmm. We spent three days on the company's dime in swanky hotels. Everyone's a winner. Now, what happened is we then – so this was last Wednesday. Now, Monday, we have a, a full company meeting, right, mm-hmm. where all the claims team's there and we all have to rock up, and they give an update going, you know, here's what's happening in the claims team, blah, 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 blah. What happened is the manager then had to rock up on Monday and go, look, uh, turns out rocking up to the office end up being a super spreader event because fucking about a whole bunch of people ended up getting the Rona from the office, which means not only did they lose that day, they've now lost 
fucking 20 staff members for another week because they can't work. So now they're paying another another 20 people seven days worth of leave yeah. and getting no work done because, hey, mate, got to socialise, got to make sure it's done. So then they're like, oh, can we ask people moving forward can you make sure you do a rat before you come into the office? So and we're back. On. We're back to that. We're back there again in. now. That was. That's what we were doing twelve months ago. That's though. what we were doing. But you didn't ask someone to do a rat before you're like, "Hey, we want to come out to Melbourne and have a free travel." Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> so this catch up, this very important work event, Critical. has probably cost the company the better part. So I think there's twenty people, seven days, twenty seven. It's fucking. It's a lot, mate. We're talking two hundred and eighty plus. The everyone day is lost. We're looking three. 100 work days of productivity lost. Nice, Gary! So everyone can catch up, have a cup of coffee and a fucking Danish. As you said to me on the weekend, to, to have a bit of water cooler talk about the footy. Talk about the footy. <laughs> Let's talk about the footy. I've raced right yeah. Travel, travel our ass into the city That's to right. talk about the footy because it's very important. And they've lost 300 days <laughs> For the of <privilege>. productivity <laughs> because fucking people call it the Rona. <laughs> Lots of work on a very fun fucking event. Good but time. you know, like I said, Green, on the upside, at least someone at some point during that morning tea was able to turn to somebody else and say, That referee's a fucking idiot, mate. Fucking like, idiot. Like, yeah. like, you reckon they go all right this yeah. weekend? I reckon they go all right. And yeah. like, happy days. I feel better for that because yeah. I said happy days. That one that <laughs> one sentence was worth 17 work days. Now, do you want to say it, it again three, to someone else? Three, <laughs> 300, 300 lost work days for one fucking catch up. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I like stories <laughs> about pinatas. Well done. Now, Damo, uh, last week uh, you decided to, to ransack the show mm. we're talking a bit of, bit of soccer a bit of ramble yeah. bit of, a bit of football yeah. uh early on yeah. and then when, when i pointed that out and you're like well you fucking you talk you talk baseball every week i'm like yeah but i put it the arse end you know yeah. try and squeeze it in when no one's listening yeah. well fine. if you front loaded it we'd lose half of our we'd four in the audience exactly um so i was very excited when i saw this yeah. uh pop up on the on the youtube Afterwards, uh, Greeno, please know I'm going to see Seattle Mariners. Sadly, my team play the Angels in June 17th. I love it when he talks about baseball. So this is for Doctor Doctor Climate Abortion up here, uh, <laughs> and got to be the best name, Doctor Climate Abortion. <laughs> exactly. Now this was this was literally posted minutes after the show went up on YouTube. So mm. fucking, this is a dedicated listener here. So my theory. Well, it's. Theory, I mean, you know what though? If we had like a ton of comments. Then and this one was the first one. I'd say, oh, this is a dedicated listener. But when you have no views and no comments, and it's just one person, that goes from ratio. So this is one hundred percent about no, 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 no. If it's one person, it goes from dedicated viewer to you know stalker activity because because clearly you're the not only are you the only one who has any kind of passing interest in this ridiculous, stupid show that we do. But you're so dedicated that after, like, immediately when you can post the comment, you know, he, he's, he's like, I love when you talk about baseball so much. Exactly. Thank you, no, Dr. Climate, right. climate Abortion. <laughs> Dr. Climate Abortion is our man. That's why we're all in. Dr. Climate Abortion. No, we're just alienating one of our six listeners, dude. Oh, no. we, we no, it's all right. Listeners. I know who he is. I know he is. He's one of the five who listen to my show, too. Exactly. <laughs> good man. He's a very good man. Get on you, so mate. Let's not, let's not ruin it, shall we? No. <laughs> 
So, yeah, plenty more baseball going to be put in the rundown moving forward up front. Okay. Open show. Front-loading <laughs> the baseball talk for me. <laughs> 35 because, minutes. Because Dr. Climate Abortion wants it. <laughs> so we're going to start doing it. The fans have spoken. Hear me out. If the fan has spoken. Poll, there's no yeah. plural. It's just one. <laughs> it's just one guy, like, right? Well, okay, Stefan. Stefan, if you're listening yeah. on replay. <laughs> Can you put up a poll for this week? Yeah. Should Greeno front load all the baseball talk no. for this particular show? Yeah, yes, no. no, skipping that. That's the three options. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, Damo, we talked about the election and look, thank fuck it's over. That's done. we've moved on from the election. It's done. It's done. We've got a new leader. Hmm. Excellent. Let's move on. Now, uh, which brings us, it's a sad day though for me personally because one thing I've particularly oh, enjoyed. Why is that? In the election cycle is our wolf wolf bars oh, nice uh, and nice, the abundance of the wolf wolf bars or the puppies and the babies whatever puppies we refer, babies, like to yeah. refer to it yeah. but thankfully you you are straight onto it hmm. uh post-election you're like Greta found it we are still covered when it comes to the wolf wolf bars you managed to find a, a post vote wolf wolf bars i believe i did but you didn't put the link in the rundown so i didn't uh, know there was one well yeah no, i didn't do that well, let me look how for do it. I miss, how do I miss all these, these uh, links? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I don't know where it is, man. Like, where did I post it? Uh, you posted it in our feed on Monday. On Monday. Okay. Oh, there it is. Beautiful stuff. Like. And while, you, while you're there, you might want to do the uh, the next one as well because I forgot to post that link. My apologies. Okay. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> hey, the we next, don't pre-show. Do we the next pre-show. one as well. Okay. Uh, where is it? Yeah, next one. Uh, the one about. Yeah, mm. bear, bear with us, listeners. Yeah, well, this is listener. if we were talking. About I wonder. I wonder what Doctor Climate no Abortion is going to have to say about this abortion, Greta. That's it. Yeah. The uh, losing elections like the Anzacs. I've sent that one through to you as well. There we go. It's on uh, 23rd, uh, Tuesday. I sent you that one as well. Okay. Losing elections just like the Anzacs. God, I knew there had to be something to go along with that because I thought that's a pretty provocative uh, yeah. thing for me to put in a rundown here, but I'll go with it because I trust now, him. Now, here's the beauty of this show, right? Normally what would happen with a podcast is you'd sit there and go, hey, we fucked up there. Yeah. Green, Greeno messed up the rundown because he did it during his lunch break yesterday. I had about six minutes left for how to get back to work. Well, you had to get back to work, Greeno, because you were late for the fucking tea and fucking jam scones. I decided to go fucking socialize and talk about footy. So there's no staff left. I've got to do all the work myself. So I did. I literally, he's like a bit of behind the scenes, bit of opening the kimono. Mm hmm. Reno put the rundown together yesterday, six minutes left on his lunch break. Right. And forgot to, and fucked up a whole bunch of the licks. So, uh, my bad. That's all right. That's all my, good. My we recovered apologies. We recovered seamlessly, Greeno. Mm. We really did. You should be no, very no. proud of yourself. Well, like I said, most people would edit this out of their show in the podcast, no, but we, we won't. No, we won't. We, we We're like too lazy for pull, that. Yeah. Balls out as well. You know, we like to be open with our, our, our six listeners. That's right. We're um, not doing that stuff. No. And that involves effort because yeah. you do it very late at night. You pump mm. up the podcast. And it's like we could cut it and make it better, but nah, fuck that. We'll just we'll post it as is. We could. You know, I've had you know I've had the um, post election woof woof wah ready to go for like the last three and a half minutes, and we've just been crapping on about it. Oh really? See, yeah. I thought we were doing filler yeah. while you were still ready to get that going. Yeah, there it is. 
There's, there's your post-election oh, post waffle pass. So the morning after the election, because I would have thought, Greeno, the morning after the election, you don't need the dog anymore. That's the time you lock the dog up in the back nah, garden, you know? Nah, he's so done, this is finished. why Albo's next level, mate, because he's thinking outside the square. He's mm. gone, look, I'm going to get a preemptive wolf or war because if I fuck up in week one, which is we very, can go, hey, which is very refer possible. back to photo on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Refer back. I would just, um, I would just say, it, you know, Green, a word of warning to Anthony Albanese. We all know what happened when Joe Biden took his dog because he did the wolf or war before he was elected too, but then they went really hard on the post-election woof woof war. And this is the most recent example we have to go off here is Joe Biden's experience. Mm. And then you'll remember, Greeno, they, they were doing a lot of promo for the dogs. The dog had a Twitter account, okay, and it was like, just roughing around in the right house, roof, roof. You know, it was that kind of, I swear to God. I, we, you did, can, we did that We did that as a segment, I think. Yeah. We did so, American but then, but then, of course, Greeno, what happened was, the dog started attacking people in the White House, and it, I think it mm. bit three different people before they had to take it away. So it happened. Yeah. Nice, Gary. So that is the risk you run with the post-election woof woof wah, Mr. Albanese. It's that if you keep this dog in the frame, eventually it might want to take center stage. It might be an alpha dog, Greeno. Mm, might be. Might start snapping at everyone who's trying to get to the master. So we can't allow that. But anyway, there you have it. Your post-election woof woof wah. Good to see you still around, though. I hope we uh, managed to keep it up. Yeah. It'd be nice to see a bit more political wolf or pass. Now, uh, we're not, the Albo may have been a winner, but there weren't all winners out there on election day. There's got to be a loser. Yeah. That's how elections work. Right. You're a winner, and you've probably got a shit ton of losers because not everyone can make it. Right. Uh, there's, there's a lot of names on that ballot and a lot of, a lot of numbers to fill in. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, one of the guys. One of the guys. Over there in Liverpool, decided no, no, no. I'm not going to suckle on the teat of the Liberal government anymore. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to branch out. Uh, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to, yep. I'm going to suckle to the this teat. Is of Craig Kelly. This is Craig Kelly, local MP, who I think it was what was it about 12 months ago, 18 months ago, or thereabouts. Green 18 months, yeah. Um, he was with the kind of you know quote unquote conservative, but not really you know centre right party, the Liberal Party for years and years and years, and he. I forget, was I think it was about vaccines or something. He was against mandates and he was against lockdowns or something. Was it something to do with that? He, it, was a, it was a vaccination thing yeah. for him. He was like, no, no, I yeah, don't believe good in for vaccines. him. He stood up for what he... But, uh, hey, he, you, live the, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. He could have very Correct. easily just shut his mouth and gone along with the party line. In the yeah. end, he stepped out. He said, I'm not with these fuckers anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. Follow me, everyone. And then, of course, he was uh, promptly eliminated on, yeah. on voting day. He was unceremoniously outvoted, and he was done, dismissed. We used to have, we used to have a segment on this show called uh, Soft Hunt at the Brownlows. Mm. The running joke was there was 26 rounds, 24 rounds, whatever it may be, yeah. and it was always uh, Carmel Hunt. Zero votes. Zero votes. Come on. That's what happened with uh, Craig Kelly, unfortunately. You know, plenty of ads. Yeah. $10 million worth of election money. Zero votes. Yeah, but Um, you know what? Like, uh, I I still think, yeah, fucking good on him because at least he didn't, you know, because I think it would have been easier just to fucking shut your mouth, go along with it. He probably would have kept his job because I think it was someone from the Liberal Party who won the seat anyway, they wasn't did. it? Yeah, they did. So, like, yeah. You know, yeah. That's, my, that's my former electorate where I used to live. Oh, right. There you go. So, and yeah, every year, no matter who the candidate is, they yeah. just vote Liberal every single year. Yeah, right. Um, that's how he kept his job for as long as he did because he was – wasn't that good? But, well, are, um, are any of them really good though? Local members? No, Do no you one, even no notice one. them? I don't. 
no one's really good. Like you, you kind of make sure they they try and take it. They not, no one's really doing anything. No. Uh, no, you, you wouldn't notice job. them, but you wouldn't notice them if they did. Their job, no, their job is to turn up six weeks before election day and convince you that they're doing stuff, and then you know, see you in three years' time, please, if you vote for. Hold me. on, and then everyone looks at it and go, "Hey, has life been shit the last three years?" Like, no, nah, we'll just vote for the same guy again. That's yeah. that's basically what I did for eight years and kept on voting this guy in because mm. I'm like, is life shit around here? Uh, Liverpool, maybe, right. but yeah. uh, my particular area, life's all right. I have no reason to change. We'll just we'll keep plugging away. Mm. Um, but, you know, the good thing for Craig, though, he may have lost, mm. but at least he lost graciously, I believe. Yeah. And he's like, well, got to send a message out to the peeps. And what was that uh, message, Greeno? <laughs> Although we have failed and our faces are now marred with the dust and the sweat and the blood from the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know, this is what he wrote. <laughs> we did so whilst daring greatly. All in the name of freedom. Freedom. He's got it in caps. Freedom. He thinks it's William Wallace out here. Fuck me. Uh, we fought not for power or position. Well, weren't you fighting for power and position? Like, Pretty isn't much. that the point of the election? Yeah. Uh, not for virtual signaling. Well, you did because you were like, you virtual signaled specifically for the non-vaccine vote. Yeah. Uh, or self-indulgence. Well, you did it because you put yourself up there. And Clive Palmer is your fucking leader. Mm. Uh, nor for what is fashionable. Well, fair enough. No, I'll pay that. That's true. Uh, we fought not because it was easy. We fought because we are the sons and daughters of the Anzacs. Yes. Now, nice, Gary. Now this is <laughs> this is where we start to get into murgatory. Now we mm. uh, we talked about it on the show previously. Was, Australians hold uh, our military history and the war and whatnot, and specifically the Anzac history, in very high esteem. Fairly so, high regard, yes. Fairly high regard. Like, we have a day, we don't fuck around with that. Like, yeah. that's a day we take seriously and we go get really drunk and play tour that's right. out of get respect really for the Anzacs. In the morning, at like in morning, 7 in the morning. 6 a.m. Because the RSL is open at 6 a.m. Right. only on that day. So yeah. it's like, cans at 6 a.m., we fucked up by midday. Someone might get knifed at the cattle dog, but everyone's happy because the Anzacs. Midday is generally when the two-up starts too, isn't it? Correct, and you're only munted by then. So So you're just throwing away 50s constantly. Yeah. 50 on heads. 50 on heads. Who cares? We've been drinking since six. That's all good. I've never Uh, asked you, are you you someone, are you heads or tails at the two up? I've never played two up. Oh, really? Yeah, really. I'm I'm not a big pub frequenter. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's only played once a year, though, so you you wouldn't have to be a frequenter to play it because it only. No, but what what I'm saying is on Anzac Day, like, most of the time, well, it was like quick story time and step back in time. I like stories about pinatas. In our younger days, when I would frequent pubs and clubs, because we had Anzac Day off, it was it was a big night on the twenty fourth. Ah, uh, the day before. So, yeah. so what would happen is we'd go out have a massive night on the 24th mm. we'd then sleep and miss most of anzac day that's and right. miss all the anzac day festivities that's true because i remember like i'd because i'd be like a morning guy on anzac day mm. i'm gonna head down there in the morning and be half a dozen of us hitting the fucking terps at like you know 7 30 a.m and going yeah. hard and then you you guys would show up at sort of two in the afternoon you know <laughs> and I'd be like where have you fucking been we're all done at that point like we're ready yeah. to go home and you're like 
Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, just woke up an hour ago. It's like, what have you fucking been doing? Because we were out until four the morning before. So when you were arriving, we were kind of going to bed, we'd sleep all day and then catch up. So I never really got into that, which means I never really had a heads or tails. If I had to pick a heads or tails, I'd probably go tails. Tails. I'm a heads man myself. Yeah. There you go. Between us, one of us is going to win. Yeah. Um, We solved solved the riddle of heads or tails, didn't we? We can't lose now. I'm heads, you're tails, we win. Correct. Unless it lands on its side and stays there. Yeah, when it's evens, then we're fucked. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, then we both win, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, it's a. You just get your money back, and you better get. Well, that's it. a win. I just, I just want to see both the heads and the tails. We both we're way happy. And we're like, let's go get a beer, okay. play some ball. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to our first break, we'll do a quick story time for Another you, sir. Story. I like stories about pinatas. So, good friend BE, have you ever won a bet and you forgot you won a bet? Um, probably, but how can I remember to tell you? That's the point. You forget. Is B and I had a, had a bet on a, a Raiders Bulldogs game that I referred to as the spoon off, right? Because okay. at the time we were fifteenth and sixteenth, and nice. I'm like, mate, both our teams are shit. Ah, uh, you know, this is literally a spoon off. We're fifteenth mm. and sixteenth ladder. Do you want to just whack a case? Should we whack a case on this game? And like whoever wins, fucking happy days. I found out if there was any beer delivered to his area and we sort of worked out there wasn't, but we found a way to get a case to it. Okay. Um, so Raiders ended up winning that game. And I'm like, hey, happy days, I won a case. And then I came and did this show. It was on a Friday night, got mm. drunk and forgot. Ah. So a couple of weeks pass and BE messaged me and he's like, oh, sorry, mate. Uh, sorry about the delay. Uh, case like Dan Murphy's are getting contact with the next couple of days. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what for? And he's like, for like for the case from the other way. Oh fucking I totally forgot about that. So I'm like, excellent. Like that's like it's like a free case. Oh yeah. If you Firstly, forget about it and you get it back, it's like Firstly because I won it, because it's already free yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Like that's let's put the logic behind there. Yeah. And yeah. secondly, I'd forgotten about it, so it becomes like a double free case. Yeah, it's two ca- yeah, double free case. Yeah. It's yeah. two cases worth. It's like it's like Greeno, if you if just say you sign a really good you know, player for your football team. But they get injured in preseason, and then you don't see them for like you know nine months, and then the next season they come in like three or four games into the season, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, it's like having a, a brand new fucking player, you know? All of Spot a sudden on. you get a big boost out of that, you know? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So from there, I'm already winning, right? I'm like fucking happy days. Like thanks, this man. Totally forgot about that. You could have not bought the case, and I wouldn't have even known, and we would have moved on, and I would have been thought about. But thank you, excellent. So. Then he pointed out, he goes, sorry, man, I made a mistake with the beer. And then I started to get worried because I'm okay. like, look, we put – because the thing, if you don't want a beer bet, you've got to lay down your beer of choice beforehand. Because you, know yeah. you don't want some douchebag rocking up and, like, if like B thinks he's buying a slab of fucking Tui's tinnies for, yeah. for 40 bucks, and I go, hey, man, I want Squires, yeah. and it's an extra 15 bucks, suddenly the bet may not be fair. So beforehand, and we, look, we laid and, out. And, hey, here's a little tip for the punters out there. If, if the beer classification isn't sought before the bet, then don't it's just – Here's here's the thing though. Don't get the fucking VB tinnies or the Tui's new stubbies, right? And mm. also don't get the fucking eighty dollar a case stuff. Just aim for that kind of happy medium fifty bucks a case because no one's going to complain. He he's exactly. not going to complain that you didn't get him the really good stuff, and he's not going to complain because you got him the shit stuff. It's just good enough, you know. That's just all you need. Hundred yeah. percent. So be apologised. Like sorry, mate. Like I know we laid out turns, but I, I bought you the wrong case. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, no worries, man. Like it's still free beer. Yeah. But what he did is he bought cans instead of bottles. Okay. Now that seems like maybe an issue. Yeah. 
But then B pointed out the logic. He goes, well, it turns out the cans have 10 mil more than That's the bottles. That's right. Nice, Gary. Nice. My man B knows. That's right. You so can pack more in getting, a can. I end up getting another 240 mils of beer for the exact same bet <laughs> on top of a bet. So this is like now a Now you owe win. him, though. Like now you're in the book. No, 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 it's fine because the next time the, the dogs and the Raiders play, Good we'll have credit. another bet. And if he wins, like we know, we'll make sure we square it all up. Like, well, if he wins, no, if he wins the next one, you should give him like, you should take two stubbies out of the case and then give him like <laughs> 20, 22 beers, Creed. Like, no, what I'm saying, no, no, he, he gave me more beer. Yeah, exactly. The, the so you owe him. More. Oh, so you, yeah, that's right. So if you oh, owe him a case. I'm not beers out. I need to send an extra two stubbies maybe. Yeah, you need to. That's right. Just get now. So a case and two stubbies. Yeah, and get, you out. can get the two VB stubbies because the, the extra, the interest is not worth to like Bogues or Squires or whatever. No, no, no. Well, no, B, B selected in his his bet request. Mm. It, was, it was a comparable cost price. I see. So he didn't go, oh, give me a slab of VB. No, he's, he's better than that. He's, yeah. He knows what he got, he's after. So we, we get a quality way. So anyway, so the, a couple of days go past and I started to get worried because hmm. I'm like, hang on, he said that the case was going to arrive. And I, and then I got a message from Dan Murphy's going, hey, you've received a gift, blah, 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 from Brad. Jim Edward in the chat, Greeno, sorry to interrupt, has done the maths and said you got hmm. almost a full bottle of beer extra. So it's 100%. so in the transaction to even it up, you're actually going to have to open one and take a sip out of it and then hand it <laughs> to, <laughs> to even make it, it even, up. Yeah. Even it out. Yeah. So, so I get a little bit worried because a couple of days have passed since I got a message saying you've got a gift. Okay. But then so what I noticed is it said delivery going to arrive. But from a suburb that is fucking a long way from my house. Oh, right. So, so the delivery point for gifts and and like delivery for Dan Murphy's yes. is a fair while away. And I got worried. I'm like, look, either B's putting my old address hmm. because the address that it was getting delivered from is not far off where I used to live. Right. Or <laughs> they looked at it and gone, we're not driving that fucking far. <laughs> This cunt can just not have his case. Like that's how it is. So you're so gonna, was, you're gonna, you're thinking I'm gonna have to take a couple of days off work here to go and meet this guy halfway in order to collect ooh. this fucking case. It's gonna cost me two hundred bucks in fuel. You know, I'm gonna have to get a hotel yeah. room for the night. Go to the, the fucking night. warehouse. You know, they take yeah. a helicopter out to the fucking loading dock. It's Do a whole that, thing. like I have to do to go to work, shit like that. That's fucking right. all covered. Yeah. So, so anyway, lo and behold, Monday ten thirty, hmm. knock on the door. Actually, no, sorry, I'm going to take a step back because there's a fucking funny story in between. So, <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. The B sent me this message like last Tuesday, and the B hadn't arrived yet. I got a message from Dan Murphy's on the Wednesday, mm. and I'm like, I'll be here in a couple of days. I heard a knock on the door last Friday. Okay. So, Greeno, you're like excited, you revved up. Greeno, here it is. Greeno, Here's the B. I have no. I have no friends, mate. So no one's knocking on my door. <laughs> and so I go sprint the door going, that movie guy, that movie guy is here. And unfortunately, uh, well, not unfortunately, for me, it was unfortunate for my daughter, not so much. It was her friend who wanted to play. Uh, so, <laughs> but then I had this look of disappointment in my face going, oh, man, I thought it was, was going to be beer. Instead, it's like my daughter making friends. No beer. No beer. So then the weekend passes, nothing comes. And then Monday, 10.30 a.m., I hear a truck arrive. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm at work. I'm like, What's going on here then? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, 
I look out, there's a courier van. Because I mean, we go back to your story yes. from pre-Christmas. Yep. Dan Murphy's doesn't deliver by regular truck. They're couriers. That's they're right. individual contractors who happen to like contract the Dan they're Murphy's. Called, to the they're called Sherpas, Greeno, named Spot after on. named after, of course, the Nepalese fucking guides up the mountains, Greeno. Yeah, spot and on. So yeah, the the Sherpas pick up your they pick up your case of beer and they escort it to your house. That's how it's it back works. to my house. Spot on. This guy's had it for a few days, which concerned me because I'm like, hey man, this is meant to be shipped on Wednesday. What oh, happened? wait, wait a minute. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta hang I on. I like stories about pinatas. Now, Greeno, whenever I get this sh- this Sherpa service from Dan Murphy's, it's not even a question. I don't even think about it. I always, always, always pay the extra, I think it's 15 bucks to get it delivered in two hours. That's the, I, I treat it like ordering a fucking pizza. It's yeah. like, I want a box of beer. I want two b- bottles of Jack Daniels and bring a case of wine while you're at it. And you know what? Bang. Here's 15. Now, can you get it to me in two hours? It always delivers. Now, if, if they're hanging on to it, why are you not paying the $15? Like you bulk, you bulk buy. And the $15 becomes economical because you think about all the trips you would have done to get those pieces individually, you end up saving that money anyway, right? So you, you pay the 15 bucks, you get it in two hours, it's delivered at your door. Why are you waiting three days after your order? What are you, fucking living in the dark ages, man? What the fuck? Nice, Gary! Did you not listen to the fucking story? It's not my order, mate. Like, firstly, I can't ask BE to say, hey, man, if you if I'm going to win the bet, can you make sure to shoot to me? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm forking the extra 15, mate. You you will pay the extra fucking postage and handling to express (laughs) post that shit to Greedo's door, all right? That's what that's must dick, be done. That's a dick move right there. No, if I ask B, I go, hey, man, I no, need to pay the extra 15 to get travel <laughs> yes, ASAP. Yes. Like, I can survive a couple of days without getting the free beer. Exactly. That's fine. No. It's all good. That's no drama. Pay so the anyway. extra 15, kids. Make sure it gets delivered within two hours. Because I would have liked to have seen the guy frantically trying to collect a box in North Queensland and get it to Sydney in two hours, mm. Greedo. That would have been well, fucking fun. Literally, <laughs> from, from the destination where it got from, yeah. it's almost two hours to my house. Oh, so you could have so walked there possible. and picked it up. <laughs> it's a long trip. So anyway, this dude finally gets here a couple of days later. This is a fucking long story. We went to go on an ad break like nine minutes ago. Uh, this dude rocks up. He's This courier is the greatest courier Jim ever in No, Jim Courier is the greatest courier. Right he may be. Yeah. But this guy's the second best then. Yeah. Because this guy is just made to deliver beer, I guarantee. Okay. Because you know what he says to me? He hands over the kit. He's like, got a, got a delivery for, for Shano? And I'm like, yeah, mate. Uh, just here. And he's like, Mate, just in time to to wash down a bit of lunch. It was ten thirty on a Monday. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Go to watch your things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries.
sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Mass shooting. Mass shootings. That's our new social media plug, Greeno. I'll let, I'll let you. Uh, just we'll just let that one sit for a little bit. No, 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 <laughs> no. You got to understand. That's our new social media plug because every time there's a mass shooting now, I, I get told like politicians are saying that oh, this is because of social media, and we need it. Didn't you, didn't you see like after the last social uh, social media after the last mass shooting in the states? Uh, I think it was like the governor of New York or you know the AG of New York or something like that. They launched an investigation into social media. And I'm like, that's well, kind of weird. Like, you know, how about, what about the guy who was doing the shooting though? <laughs> you know, like, what are we going to glean? That, you know, yeah. What are we going to glean by investigating people on Twitter? What's that going to, how's that going to help uh, the situation? Well, it'll distract and, and deflect and, really? and make them forget about it for a little bit and we'll all kind of move on. And then the same shooting will happen again in another couple of months and we'll kind of do the exact same. It's, it's rinse repeat, unfortunately, there for the US. Uh, the country is cooked when it comes to guns, unfortunately. What do you mean? Uh, what's it? It's like it's the ridiculousness of the same thing happening over and over and over again. What do they say? The definition of insanity is it's fucking mass shootings happening on end with nothing changing over and over. Mm. We need more guns, apparently, Damo. Mm. More guns will fix it. That'll, that'll fix it. The irony of the, the senators who might be able to do something, how do they react to it? Ten-day break. Let's give ourselves a holiday. Mm. Took a ten-day break. Siesta. Mm. Ah, mate, we, we got nothing to do. <laughs> well, just... I, well, I'd... I don't get offended when politicians take breaks. To be frank, I'd I'd prefer they're not at, at work, you know, because when they're at work, they're fucking shit up. So you know, when yeah. they when they're at work, they're doing things, and I don't want them to do any. I'd much rather they just stay home the whole time and not touch fucking anything. Stay to away. To be honest, uh, yeah, just leave people like, sort it out themselves. We got we got anyone in the chat? Uh, no one in the chat. Yeah, Jim Edward said, "Oof, greener." 
Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, that's. Well, I guess that's how we're going to have to promote ourselves on Twitter now is by we'll say mass shootings and then we'll get attention, though, Greeno. You see, because they'll be mm. investigating us, and then oh, you know, yeah. obviously we'll get famous that way. It's going to work out. So nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Speaking of uh, getting famous, speaking of protesters, <laughs> Greeno. I thought this was pretty good. Now, I don't know who Lewis Brackpool is. And at first I thought he, you know, his name was, uh, you know, a comical, you know, pronouncement from an Asian person on how to say Blackpool, Brackpool. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, actually, this is a real account. So he's not Lewis Blackpool. He's Lewis Brackpool. The, the events manager for Intel's Davos operation dodges my question about internet censorship and then suddenly disappears. So this... This guy's at the Davos convention, which is, you know, a lot of kind of big corporate swinging dicks get up there, Greeno. They talk about how they're going to run the world, what price are we going to put on vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this guy, you know, he's working for Rebel News. He's, he's going to get amongst it, Greeno. He's going to throw himself in there, see what he can fucking dig up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's a budding journalist on the internet, Greeno. He's got a big future, this guy. So Intel. Here we are. The technology the world builds on, and you can see the World Economic Forum right here. It's doing well. Yep. Right here. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Okay. I am great. Meet this guy. You. For Intel. I work for Intel. I'm the event manager. Interesting. Okay. Now this Greeno is the event manager for Intel, apparently. All right. Guys, Gary. Now, what do you? Th- now, does he remind you of anyone, <laughs> Greeno? This event Look. manager. I've seen I've seen you look like he doesn't remind me of that person you think he may like I can sort of see a resemblance. However, I do agree with your your thought process of there's a bit of rug involved here. <laughs> a bit of rug involved. Now I I'm of the opinion that he looks like uh, an Australian comedian, Sano Chalera. Now, just in case you didn't believe me, let's so let's put him up on the screen again because I don't think Greeno's really had a good proper look I, at I, him. I checked it. I checked it. it now, There's a difference difference in cheek structure. Yeah. Well, so this is the this is supposedly the what was he the events manager for Intel, which would be a, Intel. Yeah. that would be a perfect cover by the way for someone like Sano Chalera. And there's Sano. Now, if you're not convinced, let me just do this for you, Greeno. What do you think now? Oh, maybe now. Nah, fucking <laughs> there we go. Girls get the girls. That's oh, uh, there we go. There he is. Same dude. We found him. Sano and Intel. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's where there we go. That's unbelievable. That's that's a true deep fake right there. Yep. Uh, that was totally worth it, that segment. That was just for the shitty wig. Yeah. We didn't we didn't mention anything about Davos. I didn't even, you know, come back at you about that whole little gun rant you just did there before. <laughs> I just let it slide. You know why? Because Sano Chalora is running the events for Intel at no, the World Economic Forum. Congratulations, Sam. I didn't know he was struggling for work, you know? He's he's got much cash. Mm. You didn't like my gun rant? Can I I do a a gun stat man for you? Oh, please. I'm a stat man. A gun stat man. Let's do do a school school death stat man. So uh, do you know the biggest cause of death in Australian schools this year, Damo? (sighs) Fucking heart disease. (laughs) No. Blow up. Uh, inflatable jumping castles. Mm. So, uh, in comparison, you know to what so, fixes those, Greeno? A fucking gun, a rifle. A gun. It's not going to fly away and kill like half a dozen kitties. Yeah. Now, in comparison, what a way to go, like, though. I mean, soaring like an eagle. I, I sent my kid off to school all this week, and my biggest concern 
was inflatable jumping castles. Like, let's, let's look at the comparison. American parents, is your biggest concern inflatable? Because if it's not, it should be. That's my point. Well, Americans are in a tough spot because, look, just say your kid does survive the school shooting, then they're only going to grow up to wish that they were the opposite. Inflatable jumping castle. Well, no, they'll wish that they'll grow up to wish they were the opposite gender anyway. So, you know, like it doesn't get any better from here, basically. They're going to go to university and start, you know, if they're a girl, they're going to stop shaving their armpits and get really smelly and angry about politics and stuff. And that's going to annoy you, you know. And so, I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's wisdom in it. Who knows? Can I ask you a question, like serious question? Once again, this is going to get me in trouble at work. (laughs) Yeah. Because I noticed something recently with a couple of work emails. Hmm. And each of their own, it's fine. Hmm. But I've noticed people are putting pronouns in their email signatures. Oh, now, what, what? Is, what, is the pro, what is the pronouns about? Because I don't understand it. Because I'm naive. I don't, I don't go on social media. This is, this is a learning experience for Greeno. Like I just learned about the election. I learned hmm. that he, like a ballot paper, you got to put one to six. That's like right. we fucking talked about it. Greeno we did a whole topic. segment on it, Greeno. You told we us did, about how to fill it Six weeks of it. You put one six. You go. You're like you put the the, the least shit cunt at the front. You put the, the biggest shit cunt at the end. This is now, fucking amazing, revelating stuff. Unbelievable. I taught the kids, like the people, our six listeners, uh, including the dudes that like baseball in America. So uh, my question is, yeah, I don't like what is what is the backstory behind the pronouns, whether it be in an email signature or whether it be in a, a Twitter profile or a social media profile. What is the backstory behind that? Because I don't understand. Because the the people I saw it at work. We're like, he, like, she, her, me, whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, well, this, okay, excellent. I don't understand. I'm confused. Can you help me out here, sir? Um, no. You can't help me out. It's fine. <laughs> no. It's in the chat. Help me out here. Because I don't understand what it is. Well, like, I, the thing is, I don't, I don't know if I can help you without committing some kind of hate crime by doing no, it. No, so I, I don't know. I just need to understand <laughs> what it, what it means. I don't need your opinion on it. I just need no, to understand. I know. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't know what I, it means. I think it means whatever they say it means, and we're not allowed to say it means anything else. Otherwise, we'd get banned off Twitter. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, what is, what is someone going like he, she? me like i don't i was just confused by it it's i'm like kind of the battleground isn't it yeah it's yeah well i think i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be a shit kind of i know you're not, just, I know I you're not. that's what makes it. this so delicious it's like you're not trying to be a shit count but I'm just the just the mere fact just, that you're you don't understand that the mere fact that you're questioning it now makes you a shit cunt. i don't that's the rules you know that's the way it works like you're not allowed to like if someone comes up to you and says Oh, hi, I would prefer if you don't prefer to be his missus, but rather goldfish-enabled star child. And you'd be so like, well. It it's like, don't don't refer to me as, like, X, Y, and Z. Refer yeah. to me as blah, 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 blah. And to Why which, in those situations, is- I, I'm always like, well, you know what? I'm just going to call you by your name. How about that's that? What I, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, I don't refer to anyone as, like, he, she, me. Like, yeah. when, when am I ever going to write an email to a work colleague and go, like, She hey, said she? this and he said that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, hey, she, like, I'm gonna, like, you know, Jim said this and Mike said this. Exactly. And, like, yeah. uh, the the whole kind of, like, I want you to refer to me in this way. Well, once again, I'll refer to you whatever the fuck I want. Like, I'm not which, trying to, I'm, at I'm which not point? gonna be in a douchey way. Like, I'm not gonna be respectful. But yeah. if your name is Jim, I'll call you Jim. 
if you go hishi mishi, I, like, I'm like, well, can I just call you Jim? Can we cut out mm. the middleman? Like, which and and you know the irony here is Greeno. If you if you then insist on referring to the person who has the pronouns strictly by the, their name, they'll then start accusing you of like you know treating them differently because you're not referring to their pronouns because you're only talking about you know so you'll refer to someone else as they over there or that guy or that you know those girls or you know those people and then you turn to and you Clarice <laughs> you know. You know, you you would you you know you would automatically start having to exclude them from the group conversations. They pick up on shit like that, and it's like, no, no, that's why you need to use the uh, pronouns. So, trust me, Greeno, the the future workplace of the world is about to get very. It's going to become a minefield, isn't it? Well, no, I saw I saw I saw the pronouns, and they're very like non-specific. I was not mm. non-specific. I was like, I'm like, I'd never refer to anyone in any of these names. No, but now you because, now you're compelled because, to though. You must no, know. because instead instead of saying Jim, like, oh, we'll call him he. I'm like, imagine if I go, go hey, man, I was speaking to he the other day, yeah. and fucking, like, he said this. Mm. And I'm like, well, who are you talking about? Well, I can't say who it is because they got the pronouns instead. Jim, but, Jim in the chat, I think, doesn't believe you when you say I don't call anyone anything but their name. I think he probably thinks you probably call people a whole range of words, Greeno. No, I definitely do. But what I'm saying is, in a work context, if I go, but but just let's just say, if we just refer to people by pronouns, mm -hmm. then there's no kind of acknowledgement of who anyone is. Because let's say 10 blokes want to be known as he. Then I'm like, I, spoke to, I spoke to he the other day. Yeah. Oh, which he? Well, he, he. What, well, who is it? Well, he. Well, no, no, no. Which he? So, no, no, well. Hey, and it, fuck it, it becomes confusing. So why do we need the pronouns? Can't you just say Jim, Steve, Mike? Can Can I ask if if we can add our own pronouns now to our email signatures? Um, can I have? Can I choose like the Iron Fist because that would be my pronoun if you had to give me one. Like it's not going to be he or they or them. I want to be the Iron Fist. You nice. Know, I want to be books like the it. Iron Fist at work. This is a step back in time yeah. if we can yeah. quickly. Back in our younger days, yeah. Greeno used to like come up with stupid things to keep himself insane because I didn't drink back in the day. No, so I was always designated driver. Driving a lot. But Greeno, Greeno would make his own fun things in his head to keep himself entertained at a night out. <laughs> and one of those things was, well, for for a night, I'm going to convince everyone, whoever I meet at a pub or club, my nickname is Piggyback. Piggyback. Just so I can, just so I can spout off cheesy catchphrases like "because the buck stops here." <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Because I keep the change. Because I'm so money. So here's my thought, right? Yeah. Maybe my maybe my new pronoun might be piggyback. Piggyback. I like oh, it. Piggyback. Because I'll, I'll go off like a joke I made as like a 19 year old when I was bored and out with the mates at a pub trying to pick up chicks. Hmm. Where I'm like, well, this will kind of be funny and the girls might find it funny. They're like, hey, oh, who's this guy? Well, they call him Piggybank. Why? Piggy because bank. I keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it'd be me sitting on the table behind because I was like the famous cock blocker of yeah. our group. Like, and I wouldn't. I wasn't doing it to try and get the girl. I was just trying to ruin your night. You know, just for, for, for yeah. the amusement <laughs> for the amusement of everyone else who wasn't picking up. You know, like because usually if you were out with the boys, like five or six boys, you don't all pick up if there's a group of five or six of you. One of you might. You know what I mean? Yeah. One guy might, you know, strike up something with a girl, and it was the job of the rest of us to completely ruin that opportunity, and so we can all go home together the way we came in. You know. 
because <laughs> I was going to ride home. That's so it. if I went home with a girl, you were like, fuck, man, we're going to pay for a cab. Fuck it. I'll ruin Greeno's night. <laughs> exactly. You know, fantastic. So we all had our own little games going back then. Nice, Gary. <laughs> the piggy bank. Piggy bank. <laughs> Women need pronoun. Piggy bank. Oh, ah, what is that? The world's out. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's wrap up this segment. Well, the, like we've talked about, like the media is cooked as well. Like fucking the, the world uh, overall, completely fried. Like turn it off. Yeah. Let's restart it. We'll try again. Yeah. Uh, the media <laughs> in itself, yeah. we've we, we established <laughs> that's done. Like yeah. it's no good anymore. But we've reached the point where I I, I saw this article and I'm like, we have officially run <laughs> Tap, this out is, this of is, newsworthy topics. This is what like we've all we've all thought over the last ten years that we've reached the bottom of the barrel that we've tapped the bottom of the barrel. But it wasn't until I saw this article that I realised that like my fingernails are now getting ripped off in the oak at the bottom of the barrel. That's it. There is. It there is, is nothing fucking left. dry, man. There is too much media. <laughs> there is too much content because we've now reached the point where we are providing an oral history of Encino <laughs> Man. Encino Man. plays his caveman cult classic. We're done. Turn it off. Don't bother turning it on again. I love, I love the um, you know, the sub here. In, ce- in celebration of its thirty-year anniversary. <laughs> Get out! Nice, Gary! It's 30-year anniversary. The principal cast and crew of Encino Man spoke to Inverse about filming the cult classic. There you go, Greta. So when they say the like the, the cast and crew... Are Was Paulie Shaw there or not? Are these people busy right now? Yeah. Sean Astin, Paulie Shaw, and Brendan Fraser. Yep. I think they have a lot of spare time on their hands. <laughs> What's Sean Astin doing now? What was... He was, was his in the last Lord of the Rings movie, wasn't he? In the what? He was in Lord of the Rings, wasn't he? I don't know. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. I tried. Yeah, I, you know. I watched I watched it with an ex once and I fell asleep in every movie. So funny you like, say that. Myself and the Lady Borgs. Yeah, we tried to watch it together like I reckon four times and fell asleep mm-hmm. every like four times out of four. And I was like, that's it. That's enough. We're not bothering this. And then years later, like only maybe six months ago, I went back and watched them. And the Hobbit ones, the Hobbit ones were actually much better than the Lord of the Rings ones, I thought. I think Sean Astin's one of the Hobbits. Ah, I see. Oh, right. Is he the fat little friend, is he? Fat little friend, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Yeah, Jim Edward in the chat, Greeno, pointing out they didn't do this for Biodome. (laughs) (laughs) The oral history of Biodome. That that is a fucking tag. Good one, Jim. Well done, sir. What is that it? Are we going to the break now? Yeah, man, that's the end of the segment. Oh, okay. Look at the right there. Feels like we only yeah, I know, but it feels like we only just got back from a break. Why well, we are our have... first segment so lobsided? Uh well, because we just we just literally just spent thirty on. minutes on the last one. Yeah. That was that was a long time literally talking about gu- there's not much content in guns mm. when like I want to be serious. No. And then I already told the first first ad break story in the first segment. And then the look likes was a one bit joke. We talked about San Angelaro. Mm. And then we just had that. Do you want to talk Beck Judd before we go to the break then? Uh, what's Beck doing? Do I care about Beck Judd? I that, seeing that uh, late this afternoon. Because Beck Judd, who is, has had a couple of weeks, remember the last time she wasn't even in the country? She was complaining about something in the country. Oh, yeah, that's segment. right. Yeah, no, she, she, was, she, was, she was getting articles written about her because she was walking around in fucking 
LA somewhere wearing a dress. You know, someone wrote an article about it. <laughs> so the, it's been a couple of weeks since the Beck Judd story. So the papers, they've got, oh. they've got an inch like heroin. And I, I sent you that uh, a little bit this afternoon. Got it here. Business, go. businesswoman Beck Judd. Yeah, fucking, that's, that's a loose term. Like, <laughs> businesswoman Beck Judd says she. ABN. Like, I can register an ABN and pay nothing. Like, it's fine. I want your tax file number. Businesswoman, <laughs> businesswoman Beck, Beck Judd says she feels, quote, unsafe after a number of crimes in Bayside and has vented her uh, her anger at the Andrews government, Greeno. So she's t- actually, <laughs> Beck Judd is now taking the approach. Like, I'm going to start talking about the election a week after it's happened. <laughs> nice, Gary! <laughs> start talking she's politics she's when nobody Premier, wants to hear about politics ever. Yeah. So she's trying to, she's, firstly, she's mooching in on our territory, which kind of pisses me off because yeah. fucking Greeno does politics, not Beck Judd. That's right. Um, secondly, she's talking like state politics, not federal. And like, and that's that so doesn't matter. For, no, I, I, mean, I understand. You know, we over dictated Dan. We fucking we did that last year. That's I understand so the difference, but for eighty, I understand the difference, but for eighty percent of people, it's all the same. Don't you that's know? All. You know, the federal, state doesn't matter. Like they just, they're like, oh, Scott Morrison needs to fix the schools, and you could be like, well, <laughs> he doesn't really have anything to do. And you know, they're like, oh, Scott Morrison didn't do anything for the bushfires, and it's like, well, again, the same. It's kind of like a state thing. They have to do it. You know, it's not really his. He can't just fucking. He does. He doesn't. Scott Morrison doesn't have a fire department at Kirribilli House waiting to go. You know, it doesn't work said, that way. He doesn't hold a hose, mate. He doesn't. I know. I was like, it was. It was the most truthful statement out of the whole election. Was I don't hold a hose? Yes, he doesn't. And you wouldn't fucking want him to because he, in a cartoon fashion, he'd be flying around in the air, Greeno. You know what I mean? Coyote over there. Exactly. He wouldn't be able to stay grounded, Greeno. He'd be taking out kids left, right, and centre. Right, like it was a ride of Australia's Wonderland. It'd be amazing. Um, now, the thing with this, though, is uh, Bayside, I think Beck Judd has, has taken, she's watched a bit too much Saved by the Bell remake. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, Wake up in the morning and feel I never make it on time. Um, time I get my books and I get give myself a look. I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus drive by. It's all right. Because right. <laughs> I'm saved by Big Judd. <laughs> Woo! Oh, this is fucking. Are we just running out the clock here tonight, or what are we doing? No, we are, mate. We're going to go. We're going to get an ad, or we're just going to plug through. Oh, right. Let's we're plug. doing the ad. Okay. Nah, fuck it. the ad. Let's plug through. No, we're doing ad. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit, full of sweat, and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry. If you need to cover your wall, it works. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and 
laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet, we also have the hat cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian, Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. <laughs> why, do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude. Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly hat. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Okay. I thought we had some fun right. tonight. Yeah, yeah had some good moments. I uh, want to give a shout out. Uh, happy birthday to Robbie Thornton, who actually is a, a legitimate listener of this show. He is. Uh, one, of, one, of our, one of our six listeners and promotes our show nicely. Now, Robbie has, has started his own podcast in, in the better part of the last six months. And not surprisingly, nice, it already has more listeners than ours. Not just a little bit, fucking a shit ton. Uh, Robert's been out. So, <laughs> it's Robbie's birthday today. Happy birthday to Robbie. Happy now, birthday, Robbie, uh, I noticed in my timeline today, Robbie was just retweeting people who, like, who wished him a happy birthday. Thousands, mate. Thousands. That This is this is the, the allure of Robbie, that he brings in the listeners. And it makes me think, like, we need to start mooching off maybe Robbie's fame, similar to what <laughs> to we did. Freak the, the freak. Yeah, we're going to League Freak. We're going to League Freak. We are a shitty little show when you start oh, mooching man, off. Man, we've sucked so much blood out, out of people over the years. I feel like there's nothing left. I feel like my fangs are worn down to a nub, Greeno. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a, got a little bit of the Buffy syndrome, unfortunately. Where I'm just so we're sick weird. of leeching. Like, all this blood uh, tastes the same, you know, these days. It is. With that said, happy birthday to Robbie. Happy, happy good birthday, birthday, mate. mate. Um, NBA Statman, sir. Have we got up I'm a Statman. Like, for some reason, I can't get into the, the Twitter feed. This, this show has been a fucking shithole today. It's all uh, your fault, too. Your shitty preparation while you're on your lunch break. Yeah. I had six minutes left on my lunch break. Seriously, dude. Yep. Uh, I got a sick kid. I got a sick kid, man. I was, I was busy. Uh, Tom, you're not busy 24 hours a day, though. 
you know. Well, enough that it interrupted my preparation. Uh, can you read out the stat, man? How long, how long is the preparation? You, you said it took six minutes to put the show together. <laughs> so now how long? I'm going to give you half of that time for preparation, Green. I think that's reasonable. Nice, Gary. So three minutes prep for six minutes work, okay? Yeah, oh yeah what do we got here? What, what's, what's this stat, man? Yeah. Uh, no, points scored in a game. Oh, okay. Points scored. Well, you, I, now I'm reading the stuff you sent through. You're doing even less around here. No. Points scored in game four. <laughs> all, all heat starters, 18. Victor Olapido, Oladipo. Oladipo, yeah. Oladipo, 23. This is the very first playoff game that an entire starting lineup was outscored by a player from its bench. What the fuck? Fucking knows, yeah. It was Miami Heat. Game four, I believe it was. Yeah. The entire starters scored less than one bench player. Wow. Uh, obviously, they lost that game. But, um, yeah, so never the, happened that before. So, the, the Celtics' defense, though, obviously, wasn't it? Like, just wouldn't let them fucking move. Here's the thing with the Celtics this year, man. Like, their, their attack is fine. Like, they're just the a middle super, of the pack. attack. Yeah. But basically what the new coach has brought in, he's like, we are going to play. Because the, the new NBA is fucking horrible to watch, right? Yeah. All they do is throw up three-pointers. Yeah. What the Celtics are doing, like, we're going to play hard-press defense. They took like, all so that physicality play. out of the game. Like, you, you – like the explosive players, like exploding into the key and shit, Greeno, like attacking yeah. the hoop. You know, they've taken a lot of that stuff out of it now. It's quite, mm. you're right. Cause like I haven't watched a game in a while and every now and then I'll flick it on and just watch the highlights or something. I'm like, man, this is just like, it's, it's, it's three, worlds three, apart. Three, three. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks more like NBL because NBL we used to laugh at when we were kids because it was just a three fest. Whoever could hit the most threes would win, you know, the way they played. It was just a lot of well, jump shots, you know? Like, yeah, it looks like how we used to play NBA Live. Yeah. We're pushing a three from 30 out. Like, it's fine. Like, if it goes in, it goes in. Excellent. It's no biggie. Yeah. We'll, we'll just pick Tim Hardaway <laughs> and Chris Mullen, and we'll just fucking shoot threes all day. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, that's what the modern-day NBA is. But, yeah, the Boston Celtics have really focused, whereas, like, the, the Golden State Warriors, congratulations, Golden State Warriors. Fucking just tip of the hat. More. Yeah. Well, not, not just that. Like, they've made six uh, finals in the last eight years. The last team to do that was the Chicago Bulls dynasty. Nice, Gary. How many of the Warriors won, though? Two, uh, three? They won three, I think. Three? I'm going to say two. Out of that six. Because I think they lost one, like, dramatically, didn't they? Yeah, well, they lost the one where they lost to the Cavs where they went down. They were yeah. up 3-1. They lost. Yeah, but cool. then they won the one after, and then they won with... Oh, no, sorry, the one the one after with Durant, and they won the one after that, I think. They lost to the Raptors. Mm. And then maybe they won maybe I think they won three. So look, they're not no one's fucking the Chicago Bulls of that era because they no. won six. Yeah. They won six and eight years, and the only reason they didn't win the other two years is because Jordan wouldn't play baseball. Uh, um, yeah, and also Houston was a pretty good team in those two years as well. The Chicago Bulls still made the finals, just missed out on playing. Jordan's there and he's peak. Hakeem, uh, he is, wasn't there though. Cardinals. He wasn't there though. I know. And uh, Jordan, saying, Jordan said too, like those were the two best years that Houston had though. Like that's when that. They, did. Oh, they were a good team. They yeah. were 100% a good team. And they were a good team for the other years of the Chicago Bulls as well. It's just like they were a top four team where Chicago was the top one team. You know what I mean? And look, even with MJ, like that, that magic side, that. Yeah. First year, even though they lost the finals, that was a pretty fucking damn good side. Didn't like, didn't MJ say that uh, Hakeem was the best player he's seen? 
maybe. I know Shaq, Shaq said that Hakeem was the best was he's ever played against. Shaq but yeah. yeah, no, I think Jordan also said Hakeem was like the most skilled player that he's seen because he was because he was a center who played like a point guard. You know, like pretty much. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, but yeah, outside of his generation, like he, he had the silky smooth skills as a center. That's right. Whereas Shaq had that physical dominance that no other center had had at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, good, good era. But yeah, even uh, though Hakeem was like fucking skinny as a rake, Shaq was huge. He, Hakeem still dominated him in that series against the Magic. You know. He still, yeah, he knew he was he, outsmarted like, him. Yeah. Outsmarted him, yeah. Psychological game, and also like, even though Hakeem may have weighed maybe fucking hundred pounds less than the Shaq, probably not. But oh, he threw it, elbows it was, though. Yeah. Definitely a weight advantage. Hakeem knew where to position himself and exactly. like get an offensive foul. Like, sorry, yeah, offensive foul called against him. Mm-hmm. He was he was a master. Um, yep. One of the all time greats. But yeah, uh, so congratulations to Golden State who made the the finals today. Uh, Jim reckons. Miami. Jim reckons that the Celtics and the Heat are playing for the right to lose against the Warriors. Is that the way you oh, see it, mate? I don't know. Well, I'm a Celtics fan. Put some Celtic, put a little bit of cash on the fucking on the Celts. Do you reckon? Well, you, you know my my theory, mate. I bet against the team I want to win. I like so, the Celtics. I like Celtics in this though. If no, I, I do Golden too because I think the way they play defense yeah. and and there are more. Like they spread the ball really well. Like they, even though Jason Tatum's the like the the star, mm. um, he's dealing with a burner at the moment. But at the same time, like they don't have to rely on him. They find a way to to have other match winners, whether it be Marcus Smart, whether it be Jalen Brown, whether it be Al Horford, other guys off the bench. Everyone contributes with scoring. So and they play so like I I will always bet on the team. If, if it wasn't my own team, I'd always be on the team that plays the best defense. Yeah, that's I've, just kind of my theory. Yeah. No matter what sport it is, I always put, I'm like, I know these other teams attack might be good, but I always bet on defense when it comes to finals because I feel like there's heightened pressure. Well, they say attack wins games and finals wins championship. Uh, sorry, attack wins games and defense wins championships. Hundred percent. So I'd be interested yeah. to see because you know Golden State wants like they want a fast game. You know they want it open and fast. So. Mm. I, and the Celtics, you know, I, I just wonder if they'd be able to, like, I wonder how Golden State will play with a team that's just 100% focused on shutting them down. You know, like, yeah, they're not exactly. even necessarily so concerned with their own scoring, but they're just putting all their energy into preventing you. And, like, will it frustrate them? Like, then do they start making mistakes? Because I, I imagine a team like that will try it harder, like, to get around the defense. And when you try too hard, you know, when you try too hard in a game, you, you overthink things and you overdo everything and then mistakes kind of uh, fall like dominoes into the next one, you know, because yeah. you're trying to make up for the last mistake. So you try even harder and then it kind of spirals. So I just wonder if like when they come up, I, I like the Celtics in it. I wonder what are the odds on it? Do you know? Like, just, I know, but let's say they get through. But there'd already be odds out though. Like for Celtics to win, because we're talking about them winning the, the the whole thing. They're winning the finals, so there would already be odds on that. Because obviously, if you think they can beat Golden State, then they have to beat the Heat. So well, I wonder what they're paying now. That's got to be like sort of what in the seven dollar area. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking six seven bucks would probably Gee, be. It's tempting. They're up three. They're up three two against I know. the Heat. I know. They're playing at home tomorrow's game is gonna be a fucking crack. I might actually watch that. Yeah. Like, 
with basketball, here's the thing. Basketball now is so boring for the first half because nothing happens. Mm. And then the final quarter is also a bit of a bludger because there's all the fouls and it takes forever. But you only really need to watch the final quarter of basketball. Like, mm. you, can, you can avoid the entire first three quarters. You watch the final quarter, you kind of get the gist of it. Um, is it Jim in the chat I'm saying, nah, Golden okay. State's a machine. Steph Curry is in his element. Those are all. Those are more reasons for me to bet against them, you know? When yeah, you're like, oh, like, no, it's such a lock, man. It's certain. I'm no, like, but I, I love I, that I talk because the odds go out then for the Celtics. I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I think Golden State's going to win. They've just got that championship pedigree. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of like when you, you played those bulls in the 90s where you're like, these guys, they're they're back. They're they're still dominant. Like they may not be at their peak that they were, but it's like the ninety eight balls. You know what I mean? Like they're favourites for a reason. Don't get me wrong, but if, if the odds doing, are like six seven, you know, then I'm yeah, interested. Hundred percent. We're doing a comparison, right? You got uh, Draymond Green is Dennis Robin. He plays gritty. He plays hard. He's always there mm-hmm. in the defence. Then you've got Steph Curry, who's the Jordan. Look at like a lot like mm-hmm. he's not Jordan. That's not what I'm saying. Different All I'm saying player, he's yeah. he's the star of that team, and like the game relies on not relies two, on him. Yeah. But if, if fucking Steph goes off like Jordan, the team wins. You've got Scottie Pippen, who's Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. who you know doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Fucking Clay Thompson is fucking amazing player, and if it wasn't for Steph Curry, it's he'd be known player. as an absolute superstar. Uh, if not for there, he, I think he scored twenty eight today, ten rebounds. But he's he's like the perfect he's like the perfect role player, he's and he's Scotty the Pittman. he's That's the perfect. Yeah, and every team needs one guy who's like you. Every every dictator has a fucking general. Every CEO has a right hand man, you know. And you need one in your team who's gonna like you know work the agenda of the fucking star player. He needs to be your right hand man, your go to guy, because he's gonna be getting double teamed and stuff. So if your number two is just as good as your number one, then of course you know exactly. you're going to be favourites. But yeah, like Spot. I said, but if the Celt- if they push the Celt- if the Celtics get through to the finals, the odds will be huge against them. And you know, obviously Golden State are the favourites, and I think that they would win too. But then if the odds are starting to get juicy enough, I'm like, oh, there might be you something in that. I, yeah. It does have a sniff about it. Like remember when, um, oh, I think I forget which year it was, but like. The, the Lakers were the fucking sure thing with LeBron, remember? And then it, for whatever reason, it was just like a fucking... Was it the Lakers where it was calamitous and they got they like got clean swept one one year? Uh, yeah, well, they've only had one, one championship with LeBron there, the Lakers, and every other year it's kind of been a shambles. So. Right, yeah. I think it was one of those, but it was like all the talk leading in. I can't even remember who won it that year, but all the talk was leading in was like, there's no chance the Lakers have got this because they were the best team all year. They smashed it all year. And it's just like, oh, sometimes, you know, history repeats a little bit, Greener. So I'd be tempted to throw a little something on Boston, honestly, if they got through. I'd be thinking about it. Seven bucks. Six fifty. I'll take. If seven bucks, it's worth three. Yeah, it's worth a few bucks. Like the the thing is, they got a few injury concerns. Marcus Smart is playing only every second game. Mm. Robert Williams, their centers, only playing every second game. They're both under injury. Jason Tatum, their star player, is dealing with a nerve impingement in his neck. Mm. He's he's played every game, but he's not at one hundred percent. Whereas the Warriors, they're missing GP three, GP two. Uh, and aside from that, they're pretty they're pretty healthy. Igadawa should come back for the finals, I think. It is, um, it is, it it does come down to fitness at the end of the season, doesn't it? Especially yeah. in basketball, because you play so many games. There's so much traveling in between, and it's just the thing as well. The Celtics have played they played a seven game series. Like the 
the Warriors have had a pretty smooth run through. They played four or five games each series, whereas the Celtics, they went seven against... Uh, yeah, it adds uh, up, doesn't it? It adds up. And then they're going to go at least six against the Heat. And those extra games, it's not like it's not like baseball where you're like, oh, we're, we're fresh, we're warm, yeah. we're in our regular rotation. These guys have had four days off, they're a little bit rusty. Basketball's different. You need those couple of days off to rest your legs and whatnot. Yeah. The Celtics aren't going to have that, especially with the injuries. So Yeah. And I'd love to see the stats. I'm sure someone's done it somewhere, but I'd love to see the stats of like the least, how many times has the team who's won the least, who's played the least amount of games in the final series, which would infer that they've won quickly, you know, like, you know, three nil, four one, whatever. Like, so how many teams have won the championship when they've played like the least amount of games? Like there might be a sweet, like a, you know, a, a sweetheart number, where mm. anything, if they play this amount of games or less, they win the championship 100% of the time. You know what I mean? There's probably, or like 80 or 90%, because it's like, it's like in other sports, like say football, for example, right? If you have, you you can rate a team's chances historically in final series, and you can map it statistically, the amount of rotations that they do in a squad throughout the year. So the teams who have the highest amount of squad rotation are the least likely to win the championship. Well, pretty much whatever sport they're doing, you know, and the team that are the fittest are the ones most likely to win the championship at the end. And again, it doesn't really matter. Every now and then a team pops up. I remember Hawthorne in the AFL when they won their second one, Greeno. So in like 2013, that was the year where Alistair Clarkson, the coach was like out of the team and sick for six weeks. They had, um, you know, they were bringing up reserve players that nobody heard of because everybody was injured and they still went on to win the championship. It still happens, but it's so fucking rare. Usually it's the still fittest team who wins. Yeah. yeah, so you could be onto something there. Like if Golden State are really fit, they've had like a, they've played a lot. I mean, you can't compare it. If you've played like five or six less games when you get to the championship, you know, of course you're going to be fucking favorites, shouldn't you? You should be. And you know and how course, everyone says like the break. Sorry. High intensity defense as well, like yeah. that involves energy. You know what I mean? Like if their game is up tempo and we need to press the press like every man, no matter what, yeah. really put pressure on the defense. That's something that you want fresh legs. That game is going to work better if you're the one that's played less games in the lead up to to the finals. So yeah, and, and uh, one more thing on this, and it's like, you know, in football here, Greeno, they'll talk about well, the team who has the week off. You know how some people say, oh, it's you're better off playing every week instead no, of having the week off. But, but you know, but you hear commentators say that shit all the time, but if you actually look at the stats, it's like, no, 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 it's overwhelmingly better to take the week off. Like, the team yeah. who takes the week off, like, wins, like, a majority of the time. But we just have it in our heads, like, oh, no, it's momentum, it's better. But no, no, it's not true. The, if you're more fatigued by the time you get to the championship game, you're less likely to win it. That's, like, basic the fucking only, sports the only game science. <laughs> I've seen the opposite is literally baseball because it's yeah. about repetition Warmth. and whatnot. Yeah. You want your warm, you want your pitchers to be on their same cycle. I can where see if that. you play, yeah, if you play six or seven games, you're like, oh, at least the pitchers are still pitching the same amount. Yeah. For the most part, then you get people that overuse. But, but you know, story, baseballs, but, but see, the difference is baseballs are not an impact injury in the same way like, say, football like the is. Yeah. Your body's need to recover as much. And, Even basketball's and a higher impact injury, but it's, it's higher impact, obviously. Well, it's, just, it's like shockwaves going through your legs. It's like cardio, stuff. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, you, if you've got someone who, who runs like half a marathon, another one who runs a full marathon, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd rather like, 
like the guy who doesn't run the full marathon yeah. in the later series, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel that your legs are going to be even fresher. So. That's it. Um, but wait and see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Cricket Statman, sir. Cricket Statman. Never happened before. So uh, Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka. Yep. There was six ducks and two hundreds in a scorecard, <laughs> which has never happened in the history of cricket. In one hundred and fifty years, cricket yeah. has been going for. It's never happened. This never particular happened. score. You sent you sent a, a message in the chat with the boys yesterday. You're like, yeah. how good would Sri Lanka have felt when they're like, you know, five yeah. down, five for like twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> five for twenty eight. Yeah. They had them, and they ended yeah. up scoring what was it, three hundred and seventy oh, yeah. something. Yeah. Basically, two guys who yeah. scored 150 odd each. So, fucking nuts. Well done. The bank, I, I like seeing Bangladesh as a, as a competitive Me test too. nation. Fucking it's nice, nice to have. Like, the more, we've the been more watching them for 20 years. Have, yeah, we've better. been waiting. We've been watching them for 20 years. We've been waiting for them to start getting really competitive. And it, there were a couple of good players in that last 20 yeah. years. Don't get me wrong. But they, they will, you know, they'd have one decent kind of number four batsman who would average like yeah. 38 in test cricket or something, yeah. and everyone else was rubbish. Or they'd have like one decent spinner who would trouble people on subcontinent wickets or one half-decent kind of medium-fast pacement. But now after like this time, they are actually, you know, they beat fucking New Zealand when New Zealand was number one in the world in New Zealand. You yeah. know, they've got a fucking, they've got fight in them. And I love they watching them play too, you know. Like, it's, yeah. I love it. It's good stuff. Fucking another, <laughs> another fucking country playing cricket. I'm obviously going to be in favour of it. Yeah. 100%. Like, we I need someone to fill guy. in for Zimbabwe, Greedo, because they've been rubbish for a long oh, time. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Gary. This guy, guy I used to work with when I first started working full time. So we're going back. Like, yeah. yeah. 15, 15, 16 years ago now. And he was a Bangladeshi dude. And he was like, we talk a little bit about cricket. And that was around the time where Bangladesh was doing like one day is against Australia. Yeah. And we watched the game on a Friday. And we go to the pub, we watch the game. And he'd be like, oh, I'll go Bangladesh. And they just get pumped. And I'm like, mate, like, this team You don't even so, want to watch it when it's that bad. This team is yeah. so far away. Like, it, it's fine. It's, oh, we just, we love our cricket over there. It's, it's And he really, like, it was genuinely like, he's like, we really love cricket. Hopefully we improve. And so I was so satisfied. I was thinking about that dude during the week when I saw this. And I'm like, and when they beat New Zealand, I'm like, oh, man, finally, Bangladesh, like, not, they're not going to be a powerhouse, but at least they're competitive. Like yep. they took it to New Zealand, the world number one team. They've they've shown some fight. Like mostly, seem like you get a team five down for twenty nine. England's capitulating. Oh, right? yeah. where Australia, we're capitulating. capitulating. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like oh, well, this is fucking done. Let's worry about the next exactly. test. Bangladesh. They had two guys who like. Oh, Sit here and fight. We'll keep batting. Yeah. Amazing effort. I'm so happy to see. And like I said, yeah, Zimbabwe not really passed. I like to see West Indies do it again. The more yeah, like, strong cricketing nations, yeah. the better. Like the better the cricket is. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I want to see two of the English. I want to see two of the Sri Lanka. I want to see two of the West Indies. I I'd love to see. Zimbabwe. I'd love to see West Indies come out here with another team of like fucking four, six foot eight fucking you know savages just fucking, just fucking bowling hundred and sixty k's. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see it, man. I'd love it. It'd be so good. But yeah. um, yeah, nice to see. Nice to see him in in the fight there. So well done, nice Sri Lanka. Uh, BBC Nice Gary, before we go, sir. BBC Nice now, Gary. <laughs> now, this was passed off as, as a mistake by a trainee. Oh, shit. Uh, so they obviously put a trainee in front of the, in front of the ticker. 
uh, BBC News, and they've got, yeah, mate, just type whatever you want, go nuts. Uh, it's not going out, but they failed to distinguish the difference between the rural ticker and the fake ticker they were trying to train the dude with. Now, this is bullshit because someone, someone's taking the piss here. There's no doubt. No one is putting a trainee in front of a live ticker. Surely. I bet this was like a late night kind of thing that was going on there, and maybe there was like a dare or something, and, a, you know, who knows, Greeno, but there's no – the trainees that you, – you're right. In a newsroom media scenario, Greeno, you did a little fucking work experience back in the day in some media operations. Yeah. Did they ever let you anywhere near any of the direct-to-on-air equipment, Greeno, Mate, while you I were there? Shown to the back corner and say, don't read these, don't read these scripts for four hours. Get this we'll kid a magazine, you. stat. We'll, yeah, we'll call you when we've got some busy, some busy oh, work. That's it. If you're there, I mean, if you're an underling in like a legitimate kind of media operation, you will be shafted to the fucking corner. Uh, yeah. You know, and the you know nobody cares who you are. They don't care about your ideas. We're just there to tick off the hours. Exactly. I get to tick off the box that said I did work experience at this fucking TV venue. That's right. You shut your mouth, we'll shut our mouth, and everyone gets out yeah. of this a winner. So I, yeah. I would, I would wager that this is some kind of. Uh, like I reckon, you know, this, this, you know what it smacks of Greeno, someone quitting the next day or something, you know what I mean? Or someone <laughs> on their way out, Manchester United are rubbish and they shouldn't be uh, disciplined for yeah, that cool. because I genuinely nice, agree. Man Manchester United are rubbish. They have been rubbish nothing, for like 10 years. Nothing in factual. It's nice to see some yeah. factual content on the news. Exactly. <laughs> for the first, that's real news right there. Yeah, but 100%. Then, They're fake news there. In a in a great kind of micro, you know, micro commentary of modern society, Greeno, even though they told the truth, they say, and I quote, we apologise for any offence caused on we air. apologise for the nice. truth. Apologising for telling the truth. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Good job. Uh, can we quickly do this one before we go? Because Jim Edwards sent this through. Let's have a look at this. Oh, man, how did I forget about this one? My apologies. It wasn't in the run now. All right. Little, little local Australian news for you. What's going on? The man accused of bashing a football fan with a didgeridoo after dream time at the G was hired to perform in the pre-match ceremony. <laughs> so, for our American listeners... Yeah, we have to, we have to translate we, this. We don't, we don't have gun violence here in Australia. We've got so didgeridoo violence. We, we, we've got uh, jumping castles. There's a issue. And we've got didgeridoo violence. Didgeridoo. Uh, but thankfully... Our constitution yep. says everyone has a right to, to bear a didgeridoo, yep. so we're okay. Hey, look, if you're gonna you take my dead my didgeridoo over my dead fucking body, <laughs> narc. <laughs> didgeridoo, it's the it's the weapon for the, the weapon of choice for the freedom fright uh, freedom fighter, Greener. <laughs> the man accused of bashing a football fan with a didgeridoo after dream time at the G was hired to perform in the pre-match ceremony. Now, what you have to what you have to understand is dream time at the G is a football match in the Australian Football League, Greeno. It's like it's, they do Indigenous round and they have dream time at the G and it's Richmond versus Essendon. Now, this guy was hired to play the didgeridoo before the game. Okay, like. Yeah. At the start, and it's a big, it's a big kind. They're not going to show it on here because it's on Channel Nine, and of course the AFL is on Channel Seven, so they're not going to show any of the highlights ah, of the sure, game or yeah. anything, right? Well, but they'll shitpost about how oh, but how terrible the AFL, the AFL is. That's right, because yeah. 
that's the other kind of hidden narrative here. Channel 9 is invested heavily in the NRL, which is the rival kind of football league here in Australia to the AFL. I don't really do code wars. I think they're gay and stupid. No, it's fucking stupid. Just enjoy the game. For Christ yeah, sake. just watch whatever you want to watch, man. I don't care which... I don't want the whole world to play one sport. That would be awful, don't you think? Like, that would get boring very quickly if we all had to watch one thing. So, fuck that. So, anyway, th- there's this code war stuff going on. But, anyway... This, this guy was hired before he, he was hired to perform before this huge game with like 80,000 people at it. And then I guess during the course of the game, he's remained at the ground. Now, Greeno, you and I, we've played a few gigs in our time. What mm-hmm. was our general behavior after we finished our set? Like once our set was done, did we tend to stick around for the next kind of four or five hours generally? Or were we like, all right, let's pack the shit up and get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, uh, well, I know we did a couple of times, but more. Well, it, it depends on where the gig was. So yeah. when we play like church festivals mm. uh, <laughs> and like band, like band comp nights, yeah. we pissed off pretty quickly. Yeah. When our gigs were at pubs and clubs, mm. we fucking did not leave till our rider was Kelt's done. Bar, yeah. Yeah, and new Newtown gigs as well. Newtown gigs, yeah, uh, yeah c- city gigs. Those ones we stuck around. That's so it was true. very, very predominant on whether we could sit around and drink or whether there was kind of like this weird awkwardness of like, oh, I guess we'll, we'll just kind of you're stick right. around there. Or... You're right. I don't really remember those ones because those are the ones where I remember like waking up on a lounge the next day at like 11 a.m. and having to call the lady boogs to come and collect me and then asking people, hey, where's my amp? Have you seen my amp? And... <laughs> Did someone pick up my guitar from the place? I don't know. It was normally in the back of my car. We were okay. (laughs) That's right. Greeno's got it. It's sweet. It's good. All right, let's go drinking. Let's hit the bags. (laughs) So this guy, I reckon I'm going to wager that the guy who was playing the didgeridoo uh, beforehand, if he was was arrested for attacking someone with that same didgeridoo, not even someone, Greeno, a football fan, so did the football fan mouth off, which is very common at, at a football game, you know, fans mouth off at each other and tell them to go fuck themselves and stuff. It happens a lot here. Did he mouth off at this guy? Now, was this guy, you know, enjoying the festivities of the night, Greeno? If you're part of, like, the pre-match celebration, do you reckon they're hitting you up in the corporate boxes with champagne and, you know, well, maybe a stubby well, here and right? there? If you're pre-match, yeah. like, your job is done before, like, That's opening it. whistle. That's right. So, like, that's when you're time to hit the cans, you reckon? Correct. (laughs) So you've got like, well, I got the didgeridoo around, and fucking, we're gonna get them the sauce, and you got the whole, you got the whole eighty to go, or ninety in case the AFL. Uh, Like, mate, seriously, he's pretty smashed by the time he gets full time. Partying with the boys, it's free sauce, definitely, because he's in corporate box. Part of the pretty much entertainment, and you're like, well, I don't know when I get this again. There's not many didgeridoo gigs I'm fucking getting. That's I'm gonna take advantage of this. Jim in the chat, you can't get more of more of an Australian story than this. Like <laughs> Jesse Gardner has been free. Through, man. Oh yeah, yeah he's man. come through. I'm in the pre-match ceremony. Let's see. Jesse how this Gardner developed. has been freed on bail following his arrest this morning. Crime reporter Lana Murphy was there. Woken by detectives on his Dandenong doorstep, this alleged thug was too scared to show his face. Alleged thug, Greener. They're going in hard on this guy. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Alleged thug. Just alleged. Well, he's not convicted yet, so no. he's just alleged. Are you embarrassed? Are you? Are you embarrassed? About <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Nice, Gary. 
I'm starting Are to come you? around on the didgeridoo man. I'm on the didgeridoo. Di- I, I, I'm on his this side. Is very, yeah. This is Johnny Depp, fucking Amber Heard. This is here, Johnny like. Depp. <laughs> this guy's this guy's the Australian Johnny Depp. <laughs> Look, she tried to shit in my didgeridoo one night <laughs> that I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Why were you there on Saturday night? Suddenly speechless, Jesse Gardner was taken into well, custody. Speechless, he, he just fucking said he something. Just told, he just told you to go fuck off, basically. Go fuck off, mate. Like, he's not speechless. He just spoke, for yeah. Christ's sake. Then charged over this horrific assault. Oh, oh they're going to show this. This is better than showing the game. Let's have a look oh, here. Oh, yeah, fucking right. We need to slow Oh, okay. Okay. Well, this guy's in a bit of trouble here. Okay, because he kind of like, yeah, and he's. It looks like he's kind of chasing this dude. That the he's thing that's chasing gonna... after him is never a good sign. No. You can't claim self-defense when the dude's jumping right. over a fence and you're hitting him with a didgeridoo. Yeah, I mean, like he hits him when the guy's kind of straddling the fence trying to get away. So it's probably yeah. it's probably not going to work Pick out assault. for him. Okay, and he, now he reaches over, and you can see. It. Oh, straight in the face, drops him, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Good connection there on the didgeridoo, right out of the fat side or the bat there, Greeno. We do need to get a CTE check uh, on this dude just to be safe. Ten mm. minutes in the bin. Uh, we'll let you know if he's passed his assessment. <laughs> oh. Police say the 26-year-old used his didgeridoo to bash a Tigers fan as he walked home well, from the MC. Bash. Like, he fucking, he, the, it's the, strike. The strike. It's a strike. There. Yeah. There's a difference between like once again where bashing where is the, repeated strikes. In my opinion, strikes, if he can't, if he jumps over the fence and starts fucking bludgeoning that dude, yeah, he's bashed that guy. Mm. That one strike, it was kind of at a distance. It, did he fucking hit him? Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Based on this footage, yeah, he didn't bash him. Um, yeah. but. The bashing is a different story. Bashing involves frequent blows and continual chasing. If you chase after the dude again and keeps beating him, different story. Right. But it doesn't look good for this bloke. So this, uh, this bitch is being incredibly disingenuous then because she's like, first of all, she's saying, oh, well, he's got nothing to say when he just said something to you. And then she's like, well, yeah. he didn't bash. Obviously, we're taking the side of the didgeridoo guy. Here, and what please. if this dude shit, like, let's just say, for argument's sake, yeah. This is the Amber Heard Johnny Depp defense. Mm. What what happened if the bloke that jumped over the fence had shat in that dude's didgeridoo? <laughs> is that justification for him eating him with the didgeridoo? Try? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just I trying to give him his shit game. back, officer. He shit in my didgeridoo, so I whacked him once. That's yeah. fucking even, right? That's right. Yep. You. I was just trying to shake the shit out of the didgeridoo and give it back. Yeah, to him. and I thought the best way to do it is to whack it against something like his yeah, skull, like his face. Yeah. A young man in hospital with a fractured skull. What do you have to say to him? But I mean, it would fucking hurt to get smashed in the face oh, with a didgeridoo. That shit's fucking solid. Yeah. Like, the father of two wasn't there as a spectator. He was a musician hired to perform, <laughs> failing to show up. To- I mean, I've I've told a lot of jokes about drummers and guitarists <laughs> and bass players. I've yet to hear a didgeridoo player joke though that I can use yeah. in this context. Unfortunately, it looks like we are going to see a bit of. Do this welcome game to here. country on the ground. He took part in this ceremony. Outside the gates. Wait, wait, outside? Wait, <laughs> hang on, hang on. So they showed a, a big overhead. They got, they got the camera out, like it's got above head. They're making, making us think. They're making side. us think he's center stage there, Greedo, at the MCG. Yeah. <laughs> Old mate was in the car park. Like, in the I've, car I've park, but it leaves. I've learned some bunnies <laughs> in the car park in my day. Doesn't mean I was part of the pre-match entertainment. <laughs> Look at that. There, there is a difference in vibe here in atmosphere. Okay, now number one. And number two. Number 
I think what they're Number trying one. to do is distance the AFL and their official like uh, uh, contract with. I reckon this dude was probably inside, right. but and part of the festivities. But they're like, if we say he was outside he in was the car park, also outside, he yeah. wasn't employed by the AFL, no. so we don't have any neg- negative connotations <laughs> with the AFL. <laughs> After the game, police allege he dealt this blow, one of up to eight men and women who surrounded 25-year-old Daniel, breaking his nose and skull. Okay, now what did Daniel do? What did Daniel do? Eight? How many did they say? Eight people? Eight eight people surrounded him. After the game, police allege he dealt this blow, one of up to eight men and women who surrounded 25-year-old Daniel. Okay, eight men and women surrounded him. Thoughts? Mm. Like I've been bashed before. Normally, it's three fobs that did it, not eight. Eight. Well, men and uh, women too. They said. Ah, uh, it was only men that bashed me. But at the same time, look, it seems it seems like there might have been some provocation, perhaps, uh, to, to lead to that. But then they also might just be shit cuts. Who knows? They might be. It is after a football game, and it's you know people have been boozing up all night. Really? No, no, the, no, because the attack happened after the game. After the game, that's right. Breaking his nose and skull. It Oof. hurt to see what Daniel went through, especially to actually see him jumping over the fence to try and remove himself away from it, and then he's been attacked from behind. I'd like the police to take him along and front Daniel face to face and say, this is what you've done to this young man that went to the MCG oh, on Saturday. Well. Okay. Let's, let's look at the eight attackers in front of the victim. That very well. I was just thinking the same thing. I'd like to get the police in front. I'm like, don't, don't we usually try to separate the victim and the perpetrator? The victim and the attacker. Like, I don't know. It was eight to one. I don't know. Let's, let's, how about we get him to rock up at the hospital, for Christ's sake? We're kind of the middleman. They can bash him again. This is like, the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy who gives his grandson like a carton of cigarettes if he catches him smoking one. You know, it's like, look, you got bashed by a didgeridoo at the football. I'm gonna get bash you with a didgeridoo until you don't feel the pain anymore. <laughs> Don't know to support this cause. After allegedly running from the scene with four men bleeding on the ground, Jesse Gard. So how many people did he fucking hit, Greeno? So there were four yeah. men bleeding on the ground, or did he see? Notice how they didn't say he hit all four of them. I right, reckon there was a brawl. Yeah, it could be a brawl, and yeah, well, that was none of that. None of that was in the footage. No, that's right. But we only saw, a, you know, they gave us like four seconds worth. To look well, at. they did say men, men and women. So yeah. when bleeding on the ground, maybe three of the women were menstruating. Who knows, man? Like, we haven't gone into the specifics. Yeah, all we're talking about is the overall cause of the bleeding. <laughs> End of segment. End of show. <laughs> I've ruined it. All right. Plugs. Taking it too far. And yeah. now I'm taking it too far. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Plugs. <laughs> Plugs. Oh, uh, no. Are. Anyway, <laughs> let's get out of here. Fuck it. Um. Yeah. Follow Greeno. You know where to follow him. Follow me. I'll do a show tomorrow. So no one, me. No, no one cares about any of this stuff. No. So no. Realistically, you know, no one's listening. It's fine. No one's listening. Nobody cares. Jim's listening. He's the only one. You better go to bed, Jim. It's fucking late, man. <laughs> well, early for Jim, isn't it? He's in, isn't it Jim in Canada? Yeah, he's in Canada, but he's on the other side. He's on the western side of Canada. So it's like what? I thought it was like five a.m. Five twenty or something over there now. Maybe yeah. something like that. It's a time, Jim. Let us know. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm out of here. I'll be back later. Uh, follow our friends. You know what to do. Till next time. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. 
we'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell. 